Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. So this morning, we continue with part two of spiritual warfare. Last week, Pastor Chris did such a great work just teaching us and talking to us about how that even though we are living in this natural world, there is a spiritual reality. And sometimes we don't see it, but there is a spiritual reality and there are spiritual beings. And we as Christians are called to understand this realm because Jesus was walking here on earth as a man, but he had the spirit of God, his spirit, yeah? And he's called us to understand how we are wired and how we're supposed to be living here on earth. And so today we're going to continue and look at the authority of a believer. Because remember, we spoke about the kingdom of darkness and we spoke about heaven. We spoke about the fact that the devil is real. We spoke about the fact that they're demons and they want to come and influence our lives. And when we don't know the truth about God, it's so easy to fall into the traps of Satan. Yeah? And he will just have a party and a ball with us here on earth. But today we're going to learn about our authority, how we are positioned in spiritual warfare. Because the first place of fighting is you need to know that God has given us authority. God has given us authority. And I want to start by looking at Luke 10 verse 19, which says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Okay? Jesus was speaking to the 72 disciples. And was, as he was sending them out, he was saying, I have given you authority to trample no? on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you or hurt you. Okay? So he was saying, this, I have given you the authority. You will trample on scorpions and serpents. And a lot of the times when we, when we read scorpions and, and serpents, we are thinking, we are looking, we see a snake. And then we see a scorpion, yeah? yeah? And it's good that he said that because most people fear snakes and scorpions. Isn't it? So if we are sitting here and the snake just drops to the floor, how many of us will remain seated? Yeah. Everybody will run out. If you're sitting here and a scorpion drops, most people will run out. There will probably be those that are fascinated thinking, oh, what's this? Where did it come from? But most people will know, you scorpions are dangerous. Don't, don't go close to them. But here Jesus is saying, I've given you authority to trample over them. Yeah? How many of you, if you see a snake, you'll be like, whoo, snake, step, you know, because trampling is like stepping on the snake. How many of you will jump up and start doing that? Is there any honest person? Will you do it? No, you won't. You will still run. Yeah? But Jesus is saying, I've given you authority to trample over them. Yeah? So when you see them, you don't run. You get up. You jump on it. You I mean, you trample on that snake and that scorpion until it's done. Yeah? 
And we must understand that here, serpents and scorpions are speaking about spiritual forces of wickedness. It's spiritual forces of wickedness. They are just symbolic for that. To say when it comes to the spiritual forces of wickedness, I have given you the authority to trample on them. To trample on them. Huh? And they will not harm you. God has given us authority over not some, but all of the power of the enemy. Nothing the enemy throws at us should hurt us. But sometimes it does. Why? Because we allow it. Because we don't understand our authority. Because we don't always know our authority. We spend time debating and questioning and thinking things through in our minds instead of just standing and saying, actually, this is what God's word says, and I'm going to stand on it. Yeah. And this is what Jesus said. Even the last commission, before he commissions his disciples to go out and make disciples, he tells them, I have given you authority. I have given you authority. Go into the world and preach the gospel. Go, I have given you authority. Yeah. This is the authority that we have in Christ. And what we need to understand before we continue further is we need to understand the difference between authority and power. Okay. Because authority comes from that Greek word exousia, which means lawful or right to act. You have the right to act against the enemy's um, ploys and whatever it is that he throws at you. You have the right to act. Okay? And power is dunamis. Dunamis. Explosive. The ability, the inherent ability to do powerful things. Okay? So the devil is a powerful being. Demons are powerful. We cannot, we cannot undermine the power of the devil and the power of demons. We cannot say, ah, they're just little beings. They're not really powerful. They're powerful. Yeah? The, 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 uh, the, the forces of darkness, they have the ability to shake up your room. You will see beds moving to the side. Your door is opening by itself and closing. When they appear, they appear big. They can do this with their hands and things will move to them. And you will be standing there thinking, oh my word, how do you do that? Yes. Okay. And you can look at yourself and say, I can't do that. Angels are powerful beings. When an angel appears to you, you won't be like, oh, cute angel. Huh? You will be like, oh my goodness, what is this? Huh? Because they appear in might and glory. And when you see them, you can see this is a, a supernatural being. They are powerful. Okay? So the power we have as human beings is no match for these spiritual beings. It really isn't. But we have authority. We have authority. And that's the difference. And I, and I want to share this just to, to illustrate this further. Because when I heard it, it really stuck with me. And I thought, such a brilliant illustration, you know. It's that illustration about a, a policeman and somebody driving a truck down the road. Yeah? So if somebody is speeding with a truck down the road, 
and you appear hmm, just there and you get in the middle of the road and you stand and you do the stop, will the truck driver stop? It depends on them. Some will be thinking, what is this person doing? Some will just like go the other way and continue off the road speeding. Nah? Nah? Others will think maybe you need help, but they, they're not obligated to stop. But if you wear a police uniform nah? and a white glove and that cap that they wear, and you stand in the middle of the road while that guy is speeding in the truck and you do this. They will stop. Yeah? And it doesn't matter how small you are. As long as you're wearing that uniform, you are recognized. Yeah? And people know if you're driving and, and a traffic cop or a, a policeman stops you, you don't talk a lot of stuff, you just stop. You ask for, for mercy. Isn't it? You're already panicking, thinking, oh, I hope, what did I do? You, you know? Because the whole law is behind this person. Yeah. And this is the same when it comes to authority. The devil may be all powerful. He can shake things and storms and whatever. But when you stand, knowing whose you are, you can say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, stop it. Stop it. And that's how Jesus was able to calm the storms. Because of that authority. And that's the difference. Authority has nothing to do with how big you are, how small you are, how big the size of the cross you're wearing around your neck is, how well-mannered you, you are. It has everything to do with your position in Jesus Christ. That is what authority is. So it doesn't matter how powerful these demons are, these forces of weakness, I mean wickedness, you have authority over them because Jesus conquered them first. Yeah? And we know that when Jesus came, he, he was given delegated authority by the Father. Yeah? God gave him authority and he said, go. Yeah? So when he was going, he said, I only do what I see my Father doing. The authority that I have is not by my own, but it's the, the authority that my Father has given me. Yeah? And I want to read here in John 14 verse 10. It says, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. The Father sent the Son, the Son sends us. Yeah. He came under the authority of the Father. For us to be in authority, we need to be under authority of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that authority is speaking about lordship. So if we're thinking that we can have power over the works of the enemy, but we're rebellious when it comes to God giving us direction and following the ways of the Lord and doing our own thing, we're not going to have that authority. The more we come under the authority of Jesus, the more authority we have over the enemy's work. That's why the sons of Sceva couldn't cast out the demons in the Bible. They couldn't because the demons didn't know them. Yeah? 
The demons knew Jesus because he was given authority by the Father. The Father was in him and he is in the Father. And the demons can see our authority when we are in Christ. Because we are in Christ and Christ is in us. Okay. But if we're looking at us and we're, we're seeing ourselves in, in, according to the carnal man. If we just see ourselves as, I'm just a, a son or a daughter from the line of Adam. We won't recognize the authority that we have. But if we recognize that the first Adam is over and Jesus came as the second Adam in the spirit, as a spirit being, here in the flesh. Yeah? So we, we don't regard each other according to the flesh anymore, but according to the spirit. The spirit man that is in us. Amen? Does that make sense? So Colossians 2 verse 15, it says, And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. And we learned some of this last week, that Jesus disarmed the enemy. Satan has no authority anywhere, any whatsoever. Jesus has, has shown all these high spiritual beings that he is the highest. They are all under his feet. They're all under his feet. He is the name above all other names. He is seated far above all authorities, all principalities, nothing else. Yeah? So Christ's victory has given us authority. So when we're in Christ, because of the victory that is won, we have authority. And this authority is given to us to extend the kingdom of God here on earth. It is for the extension of the kingdom of God. It is to destroy the works of the devil. Because Jesus was given authority by the Father to come and destroy the works of the devil. It says in the word, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Everywhere he went that didn't look like heaven, he was busy. What was he doing? He was healing the sick. He was casting out demons. He was... He was uh, uh, um, um, Forgiving people of sin and, and uh, setting them free from sin. He was every, where people were oppressed, where they were in chains, where they were broken, where they, they felt hopeless. Jesus came and brought hope. He destroyed the works of the enemy. So every work of the enemy that we may be subjected to, Jesus has destroyed. And if Jesus has destroyed it, he said, now I have given you the authority to destroy that. Yeah. So any work of the devil in our lives, is illegal. It is illegal. And it doesn't mean that Satan will not try his chances. He will. But we need to stand in the authority. We need to know. If we don't stand and contend for the things that Christ has made available for us as children of God, we're settling for less than what Jesus did. And the sad thing is a lot of us are settling for less. We really are. But Jesus is saying there's so much more. We need to keep pressing in. We need to keep fighting and taking a hold of the things that is made available for us. We cannot, the one thing we cannot do is quit. And that is what Satan wants us to do, is to quit. But we cannot quit. We need to continue in God, knowing that Jesus has already won the victory for us. We are victorious in him. Okay. 
So Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. Jesus came to give us victory. And just let's look a bit more extensively at what it is that he did. You know? um, the first thing is he defeated sin. Jesus defeated sin once and for all. So what does this mean for us? That means there is no two sin that is too great for us to come out of. There is no sinful pattern in your life that is too powerful for you to come out of. There is no excuse as a Christian to live a life that is in bondage to sin. If we are living there, it's because we are not exercising our authority in that area. Because Jesus overcame sin. He says sin has nothing in him. We are not saved sinners. We are not. Because some people think, I'm just a saved sinner, I come to Jesus. But you know, we're so, you know, the flesh and, you know, sometimes, lots of times we make mistakes. Don't settle there. Any sin, even if you're sitting here today and you're saying, I've been battling with this thing for years. It doesn't have to continue that way. It doesn't have to. When you get up and you say, this is it. I've been battling with you for far too long and this is it. Whether it's an addiction to drugs, whether it's an addiction to cigarettes, whether it's pornography, whatever it is. Serial adultery, you name it. The biggest sins that anyone can ever think of. I lie too much. I do this too much. Whatever it is, drunkenness. Jesus has overcome those things. And he's saying we, we don't have an excuse to live a lifestyle of sin. If we're doing it, it's because we choose it. It's because we want to. It's because we're allowing ourselves to do that. It is. But Jesus is saying, step into my power that I've given you to overcome this thing. And I remember not too long ago, a friend was, was sharing with me how she, she used to come to church and she was really trusting God for breakthrough. And, and she, she was struggling with cigarettes. And she remember one day just coming to one of our services and just crying out to the Lord and saying, God, this thing must stop. I can't continue like this. And she said that day was the last day on her knees crying out to Jesus saying, I don't want to continue doing this. This is a bad habit. Every time I hang out with friends, I'm tempted again. And that was the last day she ever felt like smoking. God wants to deliver us from these things. They don't have to stay in our lives. They really don't. And you know, you know, if you're here and and, and, and you're battling with sin, please don't make an excuse for it. Don't stay there. Jesus wants you out of it. And then we say that Jesus defeated sickness. Sickness and disease is illegal. It is illegal. No? The reason why a lot of us go through it and we experience it, we, 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 we've come even to a place where we say, we're just living in this fallen world, you know. Sickness is a part of it. It's illegal. 
We can speak to sickness as we speak to demons and we say sickness in the name of Jesus. Be gone. You are not my portion in Jesus. God, your words say, this is your promise. That you came and you were whipped. Your body was whipped for my sickness and my diseases. Therefore, I do not have to stay with the sickness and this disease. I don't. We don't. But do we believe it? Because if you're, if, you're, if you're thinking different things in your mind and thinking sometimes God heals, sometimes God doesn't, and it depends, we're going to stay there. But if we rise up and we say, this is not my portion in Jesus. We had the testimony the other day here by Dapo. She went to the doctors and they said this and then they said this and then she just said, she started speaking to that asthma and said, asthma, you are still here. <laughs> she was speaking to that asthma. And saying, be gone. So if you are here today and you're struggling with whatever kind of sickness, do not accept it as a part of your life. If you're given your life to Jesus, you are under his authority. You're operating in his authority. Sickness and disease is illegal. It's illegal in our lives. Amen. God defeated Satan. All the works of the enemy. He's here on earth roaming around doing all sorts of things, but he was defeated at the cross. He has no power here. That's why we're singing this song, Satan is under my feet. Hmm? In fact, you can say, Satan, you are nowhere near me, not even under my feet. Hmm? Not even. <laughs> Amen. He overcame the world. In this world, we'll have many troubles. But take heart, I've overcome the world. Yeah? So all the wickedness in the world, all the oppression in the world, all the sorrows of the world that we see, Jesus has overcome. We do not have to be under that. Unless we choose. If we choose to be oppressed, depressed, whatever pressed, we will be there. Yeah? But if we say, God, this is not my portion in you. And we rise up in our authority. And this is where faith comes in. Faith is, faith is a very important part when it comes to the authority of a believer. Because if you don't have faith and you're not believing in what's written here, you'll always be running from one prophetic church to another prophetic church, waiting, looking for the men of God to deliver you, to silence the demons in the room and all sorts of things. But if you know that even if I'm alone and there's no person here to pray for me, I can take this word and stand. And stand by it. And declare. And speak. And it shall be so for me. Huh? Jesus defeated death. We can say death weighs your sting. And a lot of the times when we talk about death, we always say, because we know that one day when we die in Christ, we will live forever. There's no death in heaven. We'll live forever. But Jesus didn't just defeat death. So that one, we, one, when, one day when we die, we'll go to heaven. But even here on earth, if somebody dies today, the power of Christ in us can resurrect that person. It's true. Why don't we see it? Faith. 
How many of us, let me just ask a question, how many of us when somebody dies, your first thought is, oh, this person died, let me go pray for them so that they can come back from the dead. Honest? No? So there are a few, a few people. How many of you have tried it before? See? You've gone there, you've gone to Avvob and said, I'm looking, sorry, for the body of so-and-so. We need to pray. This is what Jesus was doing here on earth. And he said, the things that he has done, the works that he has done, we will be able to do an even greater. No? So he, he was the, the man that resurrected Lazarus, who was dead for three days already. Tabitha, among others, when the apostles were going around, they were praying for, for dead people to come alive. I was watching a video the other day, and I was like, God, why? And I'm telling you, these guys that pray for people that die, they pray for three hours, five hours, and then the person came. And I was like, oh, this is probably why I don't see it. Because I haven't trained myself to pray for five hours. Hmm? Just praying and declaring and calling that person back until <coughs> they start coughing and they come back. This is what Jesus wants us to, to do today. He really does. And there are some people that, that have so much faith for this. They're going around places just praying for the dead. I mean, Heidi Baker, you will hear testimonies in Mozambique how people were dead and they prayed for that person and they came alive. Yeah? This is for every believer if we believe. This is the authority that Christ has given us. And my encouragement for us today is to say, let's not stay where we are. Let's not stay with what we've learned, with what we know works according to how I am. Let's continue to grow. Let's pursue these things. Let, let's hunger after these things. Let, let us desire this stuff. Every demonic spirit that presents itself in your life, whether in, in nightmares, whether in your room, you've got authority over. You do. And you know, the thing with Satan is he always sows fear. The first thing he wants to do is appear bigger than he is. So that you're like, ooh, you know, the, if somebody's manifesting, then they first start rolling their eyes. And then you're like, oh my goodness, this thing is too big for me. I don't know what's happening here. So that you can run away. Ne? But if, if, you, if you don't face yourself with the performance of the devil, ne? and you say, Satan, I don't care what you're doing here. All I know is, in the name of Jesus, you have no right here. I don't care what you're doing. Did I share you, with you guys that story of the guy who went to cast out a demon in somebody else's his house? And this person was manifesting, and then the demon eventually left. And when they came home, their house started those shaking things. So in his room, the bed was moving to the side. The, the chair was moving. The curtains were opening and closing. So he recognized that spirit. It was a very strong one. No? Left from that lady, followed him home, and came now to shake the stuff. And then he just, he, he saw. I, I mean, I casted you out there. Now you're following me home. And he said, Satan, in the name of Jesus... I command you to leave now. You have no right to be here. And then he felt a bit more shaking and because there was a rattling in his house. And then there was shh, silence. And that thing went. 
And then he turned around and he looked at his house. And then he saw how his bed had moved from the side of the wall, how his table was out of place, how his things, and he was like, yeah, man, my, my, my things were in order. So he went back to stand at the, at, the, at, the, at the window. And he said, devil, when you came here, my house was not like this. Come back, fix it, and go. And you know what happened? The spirit came back into the house and things started shaking, going back into their places. And then it left. That is authority. That is a true story from Rod Parsley. That is authority. Hmm? So we have that kind of authority. Sometimes we're so scared because they're spiritual things and we're like, oh my goodness, they're more powerful. They're more powerful, but we have the authority. And they have to listen to us. Amen. So how do we use our authority? The first place is to submit to God. Yeah? We know the word of God says, submit to God, resist the devil, and you will flee from him. So our authority comes from our submission to God. As I was saying in the beginning, when you're aligned with the will of God, when you're submitted to the will of God, when you're doing things according to God, yeah? when you're submitted there, that's your first place of authority. That's why Jesus was so impressed with the centurion, because he knew. He said, I am a soldier under authority. I say to this one, go, and that one come. Yeah? And they do what they do. And he said, Jesus, you don't even have to come to my house. Yeah? Because I know these spirits recognize you. Just speak and they leave. Yeah? Then the second thing is know your position. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is seated in heavenly places, far above all pr principalities, all authority, all of these other spirits. He is seated in heavenly places at the right-hand side of the Father. And our position is with Christ. He also raised us up. Na? With that resurrection power, we were raised up to be seated in heavenly places with him. That's why when, when, when you give your life to the Lord, we baptize you in water. Na? When we put you in the water, is to identify that the flesh is dying. The old man is going. The man according to the flesh is going. And I'm being raised up in Jesus. The spiritual man is coming alive. So where am I now? Seated with Jesus. So if I'm seated with Jesus and everything is under his feet, then everything is under my feet. So your identity, know it. And then use your weapons. Use the weapons that Jesus has given us. First place is the word of God. A lot of us don't know our authority because we don't read the word. We don't know the promises that God has given us. So we don't claim the promises that God has given us. Yeah? So we live a life that is short of what Jesus has given us. We tolerate demons. We tolerate nightmares. We tolerate failure. We tolerate all these things in our lives because we think it's just a part of life. But if I know premature deaths, hmm? but if I know the word of God promises me life in abundance, a good life, it promises me healing. It promises me abundance. It promises me... Uh, Great things in Jesus, I can claim them. But if I don't know them, I can't claim them. Friends, spend time in the word. 
Read this Bible. More than anything else. That you, let it not be a second thought. Let it not be, oh, by the way, I need to read my Bible. No? One, one, one paragraph. And then the newspaper. The whole newspaper you're reading from back to front to back. No? But the Bible this much, daily. The word of God in our lives gives us authority. I've seen if I pray for people, especially when it comes to deliverance, I need to be full of the word. I need to know what, what scriptures am I going to speak when that thing starts manifesting. I need to know what is God's word saying about this thing. And I go charged. And I'm confident that God will give me the victory because the victory is here. And it has nothing to do with your emotions and your feelings and how you feel about it. It has everything to do with God's word and what he's given you. The name of Jesus. Next week we're going to have an exclusive on the name of Jesus. It's going to be so powerful. The power of the name of Jesus in spiritual warfare. What does it mean? How do we use it? The blood of Jesus. Satan, the blood of Jesus. Is against you. Nothing can harm you. Prayer and fasting. Prayer is so important. And sometimes you're like, I've been praying, I've been praying. Get somebody else to pray with you. Hmm? Get two or three people to stand with you in prayer. Don't fight alone. Prayer is powerful. Fasting is powerful. Hmm? Praise and worship. Praise and worship. When you're worshiping God, you're exalting him above every other thing. And the atmosphere is changing and your spirit is being charged and you're walking in your authority. You, you know who you are. Hallelujah. Faith. Without faith, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah? and the armor of God. The armor of God. According to Ephesians 6 verse 13 to 17. Use the things that God has given us because the word of God is saying that the weapons that we fight with are not carnal. It's not a boxing match. Yeah? The weapons that we're fighting with are different from the weapons of the world. The enemy that we're fighting with is different from me speaking with this person. And God wants us to know our authority and to stand in that authority. So if you're here today and you're feeling hopeless... You, you realize that I haven't been living up to the authority that God has given me. I've been making excuses for the way my life is. This morning, when you leave, remember that this is not what Christ wants you to settle for. In fact, I just want us to spend some time praying right now. If we could just all stand. Just all stand. There is a lot that Jesus has given us this morning. And he wants us to extend his kingdom. He wants us to be a people that recognizes and knows the work of the enemy. Not just in our own personal lives, but in the lives of those around us. So that we can go and destroy the works of the enemy. When Jesus read Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bind up the broken heart 
And he continued all those things that he said. At the end of it, he said, today the scripture has been fulfilled. Today these things have been fulfilled in the sons and the daughters of God. Today God is saying that we do not have to settle for less than what he has for us. And he's saying, as I was in this world, I've sent you. I sent you to destroy the works of the enemy. To go and minister salvation. Minister freedom from sickness and diseases. Minister freedom from oppression. Break the chains of the enemy over people's lives. It's by the power of his Holy Spirit. And therefore, Lord, this morning as we're gathered here, Lord, we remember the authority that you have given us, O Father God. And I pray, Lord, this morning that we will not settle for less than what you have given us, O Father God. I pray, Lord, this morning that faith will rise up, O Father God, to live the life that you've called us to live for, Father God. Lord, I pray this morning that faith for healing will rise up, O Father God, that every sick person here, just raise your hand. If you've been trusting God for healing and you're saying, I've been trusting him for a long time, this morning, Lord, I pray, Father God, that these people will not be disheartened. But Lord, we thank you that you're going to do a work of healing. You're going to do a work of healing. We declare healing in these bodies in the name of Jesus. Every sickness is bowing at the feet of the cross this morning. Jesus is the name that is above every sickness. And we declare it this morning, oh Father God, that everybody here this morning will walk free from the diseases and the sicknesses that have been tormenting them in the name of Jesus. We thank you for that. We thank you for that, oh Father God. We thank you, Lord, that no demonic spirit will be sending fear on your people. We thank you, Lord, that every demonic spirit is broken. Spirit of poverty, spirit of fear, whatever it is, Lord, this morning, I just see chains breaking. And the Lord saying, you are my victorious ones. Charge forth in victory. Charge forth in victory, even as I've charged forth in victory. Father, we thank you this morning that we can stand in the authority that you've given me. I thank you for faith to rise up. I thank you that we will not settle. We will not settle, but we will move forward in you. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you for that. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.